episode of the Marketing Your Podcast show. I want to thank you for being here. And if you guys are catching this after the long break, I want to thank you for sticking with us and following along and subscribing. And if you're catching this episode in the middle of a binge session and you had no idea that there was a break or a hiatus, then welcome and and thank you for being here as well. I just want to take this moment in this episode to go over a couple of things. And it's been a pretty long break, at least in terms of the release of our show recently. And I want to first address that and just talk about that a little bit and what happened, what's been going on, what I've been up to. The nice thing is, is that I have been in and around dealing with podcasts all day. And so now I am really excited to share with you all of the things that I've been doing and all of the things that I've been up to. I've been able to process these things and I'm now in a place to be able to share some of these things because it has really been a gauntlet and a learning. And for a while, I was even wondering if I was even someone who could help anybody with their podcast for a while. So I really put the show on pause as I dove into uh, becoming a podcast producer over the last five, well, I guess I should go back. At the beginning of 2021, I was running a podcast marketing agency. We had clients and we were doing a lot of their social media and their emails. And what I realized is that one big thing that was a reoccurring theme that came up was the fact that a way to market and grow their show was by actually improving their show and and making a better show. And so over the course of 2021, our team really started to do a little bit more for our clients when it comes to producing and publishing and obviously marketing the podcast. And so I don't know when it was, but probably early 2021, I was scrolling through LinkedIn and I saw a job post for a podcast producer. And I had really no idea what a podcast producer was, but I clicked on it. And as I was scrolling through it, what it really started to say was everything that I was doing for our clients. And the job posting was for a network. And one of their shows was actually a show that I had listened to early on in my digital marketing career. And so I thought it would be cool to work on this show because it was a great show. And they had some more shows that are under their uh, umbrella. And so I put in a, an application on a, on a whim. I took a resume that I had created for a previous client and edited that up and whipped up a cover letter and sent that out. And a couple months went by and I really didn't think much of it, but I ended up getting a call or an email back from the company, which is the scalable company. And they own Digital Marketer. They also own Epic and a couple other brands. And so I went through the interview process. And once again, I wasn't really thinking much of it because I was in the middle of building my business and building my agency. But after it went along, the nice thing was, was that this job was really just doing everything that I was already doing for my clients. And so it it, it didn't make a lot of sense to not consider it, especially if they were going to pay handsomely, which is kind of nice, or they were going to pay much more than a lot of the clients in the you know, space that I was serving, right? And so I was excited about that and all of the employee benefits and, and things that come along with that while I was still able to work from home and be with my family and, and the like. And so it just, once again, things kept falling into line. And to make a long story short, we ended up, I ended up getting the position back in July. And over the last five months, we had three shows when I came on and we launched our fourth and I have several other clients. And so between everything, this show included, I was producing over the last five months, about six, six-ish shows. And you could probably maybe throw one more in there, but it was a really big learning experience and a big gauntlet for me because it was a, a crash course in, in podcasting all over again. I thought I knew a lot about podcasting, but it really took me back to the basics. And I realized that 
one of the biggest things that we could do to grow our show is really establish a good foundation. And there's three parts that I think really are important for a show's foundation. Their production, their publishing, and then their marketing. And obviously, you need a strategy, you need a system, but then you need to execute on all these things. And it really took us about five months to get all of these things going to where I finally felt like just as of yesterday, where I finally felt like, man, we've got we've got some things in place. Like everything that I think absolutely needs to be in place, the must-haves are finally in place. And now we can focus on some of these home run, these bigger opportunities, these cooler, shinier, sexier opportunities. But the foundation was really, really important. And so let's start with production. And when I think about production, it's so, when I came on, we had mentioned we had three shows, we launched our fourth one. And between the four shows, we had seven different hosts. One of the hosts ended up switching out. We ended up changing hosts. And so we have now seven, eight different hosts that we had to get all on kind of the same program. Everybody was running their own thing and nobody was really, there was no coordination. So that was kind of the first thing. And the biggest learning that I would share with you is to have a regular, consistent recording schedule. I used to record on all different days at all different times. And then I started to like think that I was getting smart. And so I just started doing it in the afternoons because that's when I am much better working and dealing with people is in the afternoon. And then I realized that it really created a lot of inconsistency. It created a lot of uncertainty. And so what we really established with our hosts now, and if this is you, this is easy because you can do it with yourself, but you just have a regular, consistent weekly recording time. And they just go in every week. And if we have a guest, we schedule it for that time. If there's no guest scheduled, then they're doing some sort of solo episode. And so if you're doing a guest and an interview only show, well, that obviously makes there's some, there's some coordination things that you're going to have to think about. But I would encourage you to diversify your content formats and then also really build up a queue of interviewees if that's going to be the case. Because another thing that we really learned is, is getting our, once you have this consistent recording schedule on, well, then it allows you to build up a little queue of content and you're not always rushing at the last minute trying to get out an episode. And so if you do this, even if you miss a week, well, then hopefully you can batch some. So Here's another tip when it comes to this is that recording, if you have one interview time or one recording time every week, you can also batch it and and record two or three. One of our hosts recorded like he would do it every Monday, right? Every Monday afternoon, that's his recording time. But one Monday, he just got in there and recorded like 16 podcasts and just riffed and just went at it in different topics. And so we just were able to build up a huge queue of content and And that just gave us uh, a a lot more flexibility when it came to our timings and our deadlines and all all that kind of stuff. So having just a regular, consistent recording time is so valuable and something that I wish I adopted a little bit sooner. The second part is publishing. And when I think about this, I, I think that the most important thing is that it shouldn't be a headache to get your episode up and out onto the internet, right? One of my clients she, I love her to death, but her system is is very, very complicated in terms of how she gets her podcasts up. She puts it into like a WordPress and then it gets pushed over into a hosting provider and then the hosting provider pushes it out you know, onto the RSS feed, but then she goes back into the iTunes and edits the description. It's a very strange process. I mean, she's able to figure it out and she gets her episodes out. However, we've had conversations about the fact that her process 
I know brings obviously a lot of frustration. And with that, there's some hesitancy. And she's had some challenges in the past getting episodes out that she's had recorded that she just either hasn't had the time to do or frankly, when it becomes so complicated like that, people just start to avoid that kind of stuff. And so that's something that you want to keep in mind when it comes to publishing. So I'd really just encourage having a system, whether it's a Google Sheet or a VA or you use a project management system. I mean, whatever you got to do, whatever works for you, there are so many different systems and types of systems, and even just simple ways to do it, complex ways to do it, digital ways to do it, paper, probably not paper ways to do it necessarily, but really low tech ways to do it. And you just have a system so that you feel good about publishing and you can just get stuff out. And once stuff's recorded, that you can get it out. And so the last thing is marketing. And when it comes to that, I want to put some counterintuitive ideas out there when it comes to marketing, because a lot of people think that they got to be running ads or they got to do a lot of social media or they got to be guesting or when all those things work, don't get me wrong. But one of the best things that you can do to market and grow your show is just to create a better show. I mean, one thing that you can't forget is that these shows are going to be up there forever. And so no matter when someone finds your show, right? Like they're going to, a lot of times, depending on your show and if it's topical or relevant or whatever it is, but a lot of listeners will go back and listen to the old episodes. And so don't worry necessarily if no one's listening right now, because as long as you stay consistent, as long as you stay persistent, and if it takes you a little bit longer to be able to get some of these systems and foundational things in place, that's okay. Take the, let it take the time to be able to do that because what's really important is having a show that people are going to come back and listen to. And that was, I guess, a big part of why I wanted to take a little break over the last several months from this show, particularly because I wanted to make sure that I'm putting out the best product and I'm putting out the best thing for you guys to be able to uh, get benefit and get value from. And so focus on having a, a better show. Well, I'll give you some tactical ways to do that. One of the things that we thought about was our, our ads. I don't know if you guys have ads on your uh, show, but one of the shows that I'm producing has some months we have five different sponsors on a show. And so it was really important for us to create a ad experience, a listening experience for our listeners that wasn't a pain in the butt, right? I mean, it's nobody's ideal to listen to a bunch of ads, but we wanted to make it as easy and as painless as possible for them. Another thing we started thinking about was creating segments and creating reoccurring topics or themes on our show so that people had something to look forward to on a weekly basis. And so a lot of these things are just, they're simple things, but they're things that you can do to really improve the experience for your listeners. And then when you do start to run ads or get your social media going or you have a, a viral TikTok video or something hits in a, in a magazine or whatever it is, whenever that time comes, people will go back and listen to your old episodes. So it's important to not forget that. And I think that I had, I don't know if I'd forgotten it, but I, I wasn't being as mindful as I could have been with some of the previous shows. So Thank you guys for, again, being part of the MYP family. I can't thank you guys enough for one of the things that I heard was recently was of a podcast is recorded and no one listens to it. Did it actually happen? And it's kind of like that, the whole tree falling in the, in the woods thing. And it's just, it's kind of true, right? Like what is a podcast without its listeners? And so whenever you're listening to this, whoever is listening to this, I, I just want to thank you for being part of this community, believing in, in yourself and believing in, in the podcasting industry, because it's something that I'm so excited about and something that just two years ago, I, I wouldn't have thought, and maybe three years ago, I wouldn't have thought that podcasts would be something that I've, I've fallen so much in love in with. 
a couple of years ago, I decided that podcasting was going to be the industry and the niche that I focused on because it made a lot of business sense. I had a lot of expertise in it, but it's something that I've really fallen in love with and, and found a passion for. And, and I'm just so grateful that I get to wake up every day and spend all my days, in, all my day, all my hours working on in and around podcasts. And it's a, it's an exciting time for the industry. It's a, it's a time, I'm a grateful time for me and something that uh, I hope you guys are seeing and getting the benefit and value from as well. Thanks again. I've said it a million times, but I'm just, I'm filled with so much immense gratitude for everybody who is listening to this. If you guys have questions, come find me on Twitter at Hector underscore podcast. You might be able to find me on Instagram. I'm much less active there, but you can find me there if you are in there and hit the follow button, hit the subscribe button. If your platform lets you leave ratings, we'd love a review because it helps. But uh, the biggest and the best thing that you can do is to share this with another podcaster who is looking to take their show to another level and, and who wants some support. So thanks again. I'm saying it too much. Maybe I'm not. I don't know. Can you say thank you too much? If you can't, here's another one. Thank you and have an amazing day. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to this Toolbox episode of the Marketing Your Podcast show. We know there are plenty of podcasts that you can be listening to, and we're excited that you decided to join us today. I would encourage you to go back and listen to the other Toolbox episodes and find ones that are most relevant to your show. If you have any requests for future shows, come and find me on LinkedIn. That's Hector, H-E-C-T-O-R, Santi Esteban, S-A-N-T-I-E-S-T-E-B-A-N, and connect with me there. And of course, if you enjoyed the show today or any of our other episodes, we'd be forever grateful if you decided to give us a rating or review on your favorite podcast provider. We hope you're having an amazing day and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Marketing Your Podcast Show.